Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Bump, for the weekend. This, the podcast that you need to listen to. Bump, 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 this week's Or You Die! It's brought to you by Matt Wilkes. Thanks, Matt. Flav. Yes. Would you rather be kicked in the nuts by Harry Kane or have to take a nice friendly picture with your arms around Sol Campbell? Oh, or You on. Die! No problem, no problem. Be, I'd be kicked to death in my <laughs> balls. I'd, I'd die from being kicked in the balls before I pose a picture of... of uh, with Sol Campbell and I've got the story about being kicked in the balls by Harry Kane <laughs> and that's about as, cl- Do it again. as close to one of my heroes as I'm ever going to get so no issue with that Yeah, that's, that's there are very few things that are worse than getting kicked in the nuts yeah or I don't know what childbirth Nah. No, nah. come on. I think they're more clip bits. If you get Harry Kane to do it in August, do you want him? Do you want him? Oh, oh, isn't that see, good? Little see. stat straight off the bat. That's why he's Harrison here. Harrison is here uh, from Full Time Devils, and uh, he's, just, he's just a friend, really. Yeah. As much as anything, so he dropped in. He's uh, struggling <laughs> Dying, with man Dying of a cold, yeah. He's struggling with man Yeah, 98% of the people who listen to this podcast will understand how difficult that is for you, Steve, so we appreciate that. <laughs> is that the ratio? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> We've actually gone up recently 3.6. Hello. It's, it's just uh, getting hit in the nuts. Let's just stay on that for a second before we talk about the football. As an MMA man, have, you must have gone through that once or twice. No, not really. No, it doesn't not did, go near the nuts I, at all. I used to play rugby league. Um, I was actually very good at rugby league as well. I played for Great Britain, played for England. Um, was professional for five years. and then What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The when I was 21. Title of this video now. When I was 21, uh, they realised how shit I was and like, I didn't get offered a first team contract. So I just started to skate in and as an academy player, people were like, is he still? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I once got kneed straight in the dick in, um, <laughs> in rugby and it bled. Oh, oh, wasn't. Oh. From a knee? Yeah, from how a knee. How sharp was the knee? <laughs> it was just a straight knee in the dick, man. It's not good. Not in the nuts, wow. but you, you'd take one to the nuts. You'd think you could take one to the meat, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Over the nuts. But no, that was bad, that. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by the lovely people at Fan League who wholly endorse any comment that comes out of our mouths. Uh-huh. Only joking. Uh, Fan League is an, a predictor app that we are involved in, and mm. we've been involved in for a while, and you can get involved in it as well. There is a link in the description. We need new recruits for the one for the weekend league. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because the great thing about the app, the great thing about creating uh, leagues and the benefits of it, is the fact that you get so many stats on it and you can basically work as a team as well as compete against each other. Yeah. And 
Everyone who's in our one for the weekend league, and we're going to start a new thing where Flav is going to do a mug roll call, which we'll explain in a second. Um, we're not doing well enough, essentially. No. Our average, out of 13 results, our average is 6.85. Not good enough. <laughs> really, it's not good enough. And our position amongst all so, of the leagues... It's, sorry, just get that, so that, that's, that's essentially luck. Like that's, that's more or less one in two. So even if you picked anything, if my mum did it, you're more or less going to get six or, six or seven results out of 13. Probably, yeah. We're doing... It's almost good that we're... It's impressive that we're doing that badly in this league. But it's not on me and it's not on him. No, it's on I'm all the, of us. I picked up. I won £74 pounds the other that. week. Yeah, yeah, I got 11 out of 13. And I would have got 12 out of 13, which would have been big, big money, if uh, Spurs had managed to get past West Brom. Uh, and as we've been, I know they, they drew one all. Disappointing. Yeah, Double disappointment, disappointment for you. Where's our league in this? So our league is 250th. We went down 21 places last week. Horrendous. So if you think you know your football... First of all, download the app. Second of all, search my name, James Alcott, two L's, two T's. I will add you as a friend and get you in this league because we need to sort something out here. Because mm. we're supposed to be kind of somehow kind of be experts on this, and it's not it's not working out. My average um, my average is eight point two two. That's good. Which, you're, you're propping everyone up pretty much. A little bit, yeah. I'm, I'm the. Uh, What's mine? Yours is seven point three eight. You're in eighteenth in our league. I'm seventh, but you've been you've done a couple of my picks. I think yeah. so. I think you've been helping me out a little bit. But, but I've been away. yeah, well, um, that's really kind of be probably not true. Um, yeah, if you if you want to download the app, the link is in the description below. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this, then go to the iTunes or App Store rather and download Fan League. All one word. Uh, yeah, we'll start to give a few shout outs and do the mug roll call. And if you've got anything to say on that, again, we've got a. Uh, it's almost like a WhatsApp group in the app, so you can speak to us on that. But mm. otherwise, keep it to yourself because it's not good enough. In terms of mug roll call, first of all, we'll go Lee Lawler. You are the main man. Thank you very much from Newcastle Fan TV. Nine point two two is his average out of thirteen, what? which is pretty pretty good. That's mad. We're halfway through the season. That is impressive stuff. Yeah. Um, but onto the mug roll call. So I'm going to re- uh, reveal some names here. Just not been doing it well enough. And Flav, you've got one word for them, haven't you? Mug. Yeah. So Phil Smallwood, Flav leapfrogged you this week. Mug. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Mason. Does anyone like getting ones and twos on zeros? Not that. Well, okay. Because well, that's so, got to be really hard to get I will, that There is someone who's going to uh, We probably shouldn't be digging out because he is the owner of the app and we've met him a few times, he's in, which is why he's in our league. Right. But we're going to do it anyway. Well, I'm not Maybe that's why he made the app. Well, you are. Not, you are. No, You're going to say I'm going to be not going to say No, I'm absolutely not going to say that, James. Okay, well, Tom Mason, he dropped three places last week. Mug. I believe for you, Mug. <laughs> Jed Colleypriest, who's in the office, says dropped two places below Flav this week. Mug. And Marcus. The owner of Fan League, he is rock bottom of our league. <laughs> Absolutely. 41st with an average of 5.14. That's unbelievable. Well, I, I, well, Call I was, him a mug. No. Do it. No way. Mug. No, I love, I love Marcus. He's a lovely man. And, uh, and, and I won't do it. I can't believe you just put me in that position. I wouldn't. I, yeah. Well, I knew you weren't going to do it anyway. But, so there you go. It is really good fun. There's so many good stats. Uh, I'm one of the best QPR fans on the game as well, yeah. just to say. Well, uh, that's the, the interesting thing, actually, is the, uh, the fact that you compete against other, other teams. So you put your team in Tottenham Hotspur. And then you, you can see whether Spurs fans are doing better than Arsenal fans. As and well. do you know which fans are the best at predicting? No. Rochdale. <laughs> I mean, there's one guy. He's good. That's the Maybe. problem. You don't know that. Yeah, you got you to don't know that. Out, you? Uh, I like a bit of trivia. I, know, I do it I most weeks. So that's been, that was missing in the last couple of weeks when Flav wasn't here. Um, only three players born after the Premier League began, August 1992, have scored Premier League hat tricks. Who are they? You've got the whole podcast to try and figure it out it also goes in the comments if we don't get all so three, they have to be born after 92 after yeah. 92 which means they are 24 25 
Lukaku. Lukaku is one. Well done. That's an easy one, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm well. going to say... You've got time. You've got the whole podcast. Okay. And I'll, I'll tell you what, one, one more trivia question, because I saw this and I just thought it was so good. Before we get into Man United versus Mad City and that huge game this weekend. Harry Kane. It's not the answer. Uh, what? The tw- How old is it? Oh, what? It's one of them. Sorry, Harry Kane is one. Harry yeah, Kane is yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. I was going on to my second trivia question. Sorry, sorry. I thought you were answering that before no, I asked no, the question. No. no. Um, so, yeah, you're just missing one more. Let us know in the comments, or uh, I guess you can tweet us at Bull Street as well if you know the three. And uh, House and It's On You, really. Your, your trivia knowledge is being tested. Here's another one because I saw this and this was amazing. So, uh, Colin Quayner, right, plays for Huddersfield. He became the 12th Premier League footballer with Q as the start of his surname. To play in the Premier League. That's good. Right? Oh. So there's 12, and he's the fifth when you get rid of all the Quins. Right. Because <laughs> obviously no everyone's going to go Quinn. Quiz- no, no, Quinn, no, Quinn. Quesma, who played for. Quesma uh, is one. So there's, fu- so there's yeah. four others. Can you guess them? No. Those are your two <laughs> bits of trivia. <laughs> Frank, Frank Cadreau. Frank Cadreau is another one. Good, you've got two. Um, so yeah, see if you can get those. Um, we'll reveal the answers next week. Uh, right, let's get into the football. <laughs> I'm going to say something here, mm. and it's going to be a little bit controversial. But we yeah. need to get behind Man United this weekend. <laughs> we need we? to support them. House and do you agree? I, I, I guess I've got a dog in this fight, but <laughs> it's not going to happen, is it? I think, honestly, like everyone's going great football from Man City. Wow, they're such a good team. This needs to end now, mm. for the sake of the Premier League. Yeah, and not- this season, and from the neutral watching it with. Interest, but no real care of him. I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely Man United. We need, we all need to get behind. Man yeah, United. I, I'm with you there because no, I mean, as good as Man City have, all right, no crack on. As good, as good as Man City have been, um, I don't really give. A, I don't care about good football. I'm not bothered that I don't. I, I, I don't care who wins it. The one who matters the most amount of points should win it. So I'm not bothered about the fact that Man City are this great football team. It can't be this runaway league. There has to be some sort of competitor. We need something. And ultimately, there's one club that's done it, done it right, and there's one club that ain't done it right. And Man United have done it right over the years. They've built up slowly, slowly, slowly. Man City come in, all the money, everything you could possibly want. The fact that they're playing like this, it should be the bare minimum given the investment that's in that team and the amount of money it's cost to bring Guardiola and his team over. All the players have been bought in, over a billion pounds spent. Why, of course they spent they more on left backs. Than, I bet this is a really interesting start. I mean, I'm probably miles away there, but I bet they've spent more on left backs than like 17 teams in the league have spent on their entire club. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. They've got Danilo, who's 26 million. Has he played a minute of football? I, don't he played, know. I think he played last week. Oh, has <laughs> he played last week? Good. Good for him. Yeah. Good for Man City. But, it's pathetic. So, what it's time I've done, it it's time to go. It's time, to, it? it's to, time go. to go. How do you feel about Man City as a rival now and how that's changed? It's good for the City of Manchester that there's a, there's a big club as well as United in there. That's getting that way. I think there's a lot of foreign City fans appearing. But I don't feel like they've increased what they've got locally. Mm. And there was always this myth that everyone who's a, a Mancunian supports City. Perpetuated by Mancunians, which is auto bollocks. Um, like, you know, statistically, United have had the, the higher attendances since the Second World War every single season. Um, Manchester's a football in City, and United is the club of that City. Yeah, there's quite a few hardcore City fans in there as well, but the, the vast majority are always um, red. I think I think as new generations come grow up in the city, this is the problem. Yeah, this is the problem I was getting to because I was talking about this with the strangest of people because she really doesn't even like football. But my wife yesterday, and I was saying it's hard for like my son's eleven, 
I don't see him ever going to the match with his mates. I don't see that on the horizon because it's so hard to get a ticket at United. Mm. Where's that culture? Yeah. He comes with me, he goes with my dad. Mm. Where's that culture of him going with his mates? Mm. Now, we take the piss out of City because they don't have a lot of fans and it's cheaper to go and watch City than it is Crawley. But is it? It is. Wow. But there is a generation in Manchester that have got the access to go and watch top, top draw footballers, which have got a tech night off that they've got. Mm cheaply, affordably and with your mates because that's what the Premier League and a lot of football in general is losing is that culture of my, my generation is probably one of the last ones that went to the match with the mates mm. because you could get tickets with your mates together I don't see that on the horizon for people at the moment and that's why you're going to lose United might have banging crowds now we might have banging crowds in 10 years time but there's going to be a cultural miss somewhere where those Ballooning dickheads of 18 to 21 just getting on it all weekend, going to the match. Where mm. are they? Mm. Yeah. Are they getting their fix at away games? Not United or not, because they're like gold dust away tickets <clears throat> with a United name on it. So I think City are stealing a bit of a march in that sort of sense. And I don't know how United can swing that around. Mm. I think that's, that's a cracking point. And I think even in the, the sort of latest generation, or say my generation, there was a load of guys who were Arsenal and Man United fans weren't going to the games first of all because we were in Surrey second of all because of the, 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 the money and they ended up going to Brentford because they could do and they wanted to it was still an appetising thing to go to a game and, and feel it this is a shot in the dark as well maybe you can tell us having a, having a son that, that generation of these kids who know football through FIFA are they going to have that same desire to if they can't go and watch Man United to go to Rochdale or Bolton or, or whatever, are they going to have that desire to do it? And initially, I was thinking as you were talking there, look, going to a lower league team—that's how it happens. They kind of often teams players, uh, sorry, fans get disillusioned with the big teams and, and go to find something else. But probably the worry in the long run is that no one will bother with it either because it's football so accessible. We were talking about that actually this morning, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. I think um, I, I think you'll get a certain perspective or a certain percentage of young young people see beyond the kind of shining lights of the Premier League and, and, and understand that football for matchday going fans is often about the community sorry, the connection between your brothers, your mates and going together to watch the game. And often the game gets in the way of a good um time in in, in, in a, <laughs> I, I said this yesterday, like yeah. for a lot of the lads that are getting on it, the match is a side it's a it's an excuse to yeah. just get on a session. Yeah. But it's about the session. Yeah. The sessions what we're here for and if they can do that at Rochdale if they can do it at Crawley then and they can't afford to pay 60 quid to go and watch Man United or or 20 quid to go and watch City or whatever it is you know why not go to watch Crawley Town or Rochdale and actually actually football as a whole is going to benefit a lot more because if you're if if, if a young lad's more inclined to get together and create an atmosphere at a smaller club Money's going to come through their door. They'll be able to, to kind of support their football but club. And it's going to... is that actually happening in that's, large that's enough it. numbers to, to support them teams? Because when I look at... I've got a few mates that play League One, League Two, Conference, Conference North sort of level. And I'm like, I know what they're earning. And they're earning some good money. Mm. And you're like, how are they paying 20 people? That sort of wage. Yeah. And I'm not sure maybe you're probably not even the highest that's in there. Like, it's seven quid through the door. There's 38 people in the crowd. I think the biggest, the biggest, the biggest threat to it isn't so much the match day going fan. It's the fact that it's the apathy in young people towards football. They get their fix from football from YouTube and playing FIFA with their mates. They, they, that, that's the, that's the, the kind of building and relationships that they have with each other through sitting on the couch 
and playing FIFA or we, even in their own We don't bedroom. realise how good we got it here because I was in Bahrain uh, last month and I went to a Bahrain Premier League game and a lot of it's shared facilities because there's a tiny island and the game that I went to was a Bahrain Premier League game and it was 80 people there mm. and you're like yeah. it, we, we kid ourselves it's a bit of a global game it's a European centric game yeah. and England, especially with the depth of clubs that we've got, that I mean, look at the attendances. League Two and yeah, the it's, it's actually crazy when yeah. you think how many people are watching live football here, yeah. and we think, oh, the clubs can't survive in this. They really couldn't survive in another country, <coughs> like Spain and even Germany. Like the lower leagues, there's not there's yeah. not the support down there. It's, it's tough, isn't it? Because I think there's and people, I'm sure, will let us know, but there's it's so difficult to be. It becomes harder and harder to be a fan of the of the top teams because you, I'm sure a lot. of some fans can't be asked to get off their ass. Other fans are desperate to go and, and can't. So it's it's a yeah, it's double-edged sword, isn't it? On to the game itself. And uh, what I've done here, and uh, we'll put it up on screen, is I've done a pretty attacking, I would say, combined Man United versus Man City uh, 11. Let's go through it. And... Uh, Steve, it'd be interesting to know if you disagree with it. So I've gone with... Oh, I, def- I definitely, definitely disagree, disagree with it. With it. Right. <laughs> OK, we'll go on. Talk we me through it. We'll start with David De Gea in that. Third best goalkeeper in the world. Why he didn't pick Sergio Romero, I don't know. What? <laughs> right, sorry. You also had Joel Pereira you could have gone with. True. But yeah, David De Gea, I suppose, will do. Yeah. Um, obviously, Bay's in there. And that's an obviously... And then you've got three out of the four are City players, when it's one of the worst defences. They have, what, an average of 107% possession every week. <laughs> and they concede goals left, right and centre. They have, like, one shot and it goes in. You can't have three out of the four as City. Well, break it down then, right. So I'd Walker, Walker or Valencia at right back. It, it was, that do, was a do tough Do you want decision. Walker or do you want a guy that strangles people? There you go, Valencia's in. <laughs> That's Next. not the way I live my life, hasn't you? Maybe you do. But Walker, for me, is, is a bit more... Explosive, and that's why I've picked him. Valencia's probably better, bizarrely, defensively. Yeah, I think defensively, uh, Tony's got it. Uh, going forward, he just frustrates the shit out of you because when he puts a cross in, it's a good cross. He, he loves that pass back to, to nobody. I mean, last year I would have picked Walker. This year, not so much. As he turned to Judas Scumbag. Yeah. The other centre back position, I went with John Stones. I wanted to go with Vincent Company, but you can't do it because he yeah. just doesn't play enough. Um, but are you are you saying there's a better centre back in the Man United team than John Stones? Let's do Mendy first. <laughs> <laughs> What's he trying? What was that? Why has he done that? Why has he done that? <laughs> he wants to think about it. Right. No, no, I've got reasons. Oh, right. Left left back is uh, is a random one because right. you've got obviously Luke Shaw had a great game there the other night, but hasn't had that many opportunities. Darmian is generally not that great. Or a left back. Uh, You've got Mendy. Delph has, has come in and done good stuff, but yeah, I've gone for Mendy there. Right, so you can't pick Luke Shaw because he's played once. Mm. You don't want to pick company because he's always injured. Yeah. And you pick a guy that's played four games. Who, Mendy? Yeah, yeah. he's got you there. But, uh, so who do you pick <laughs> instead of him at uh, left back? I'm just going through your logic on this. I'm asking you yeah. who you would put in place of him. But I think if they're all fit, Mendy's the best. So you However, your logic, yeah, on, on your logic, logic, your logic, yeah. Uh, you said, right. So who are you putting at left back? I'll probably put Mendy there. He's played most games out of all. Probably um, Delph. Yeah, Delph's probably yeah. Nice, yeah. I really like Delph. Really said like no one ever. Football, right. Yeah. So let's go to the other centre half then. So John Stones. No. I mean, are you insane? What, He's like seventh in the list. Company. If everyone's fit, company's absolutely banging. And I, I hate that he plays for City. 
We he's really missed out on it. He's absolutely banging. I hear that he were leads in analysis it? sessions. I don't know. We right. should have been. If we yeah. wasn't, we should have been. I hear that he leads the analysis sessions at um, really at City, which makes me think he's going to be a top. Manager. Manager. He's point. injured, isn't he? He's yeah, I suppose he's, he's got time to study that shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it's not him, Phil Jones. Uh, this season has been absolutely phenomenal, and uh, if we're not going with Phil Jones. Lindelof's on a par with John Stones. No, he's not. He really is. He can't tackle. He's really good on the ball. That's exactly what you're getting with John Stones. There's a reason why Pep Guardiola spent 50 million on John Stones. That, he also that spent on with John Bravo last it. season and has had to replace him already. So. Fair point. But John Stones is still here. And so I've, that's why I've put him in there. Right, midfield three and the front three are a bit ridiculous. But when you look at the amount of talent that's going to be playing in this game, I, re- I really didn't know what to do in terms of formation. But I've gone midfield three, I've gone De Bruyne. Pogba, and then I felt like we needed some kind of defensiveness there, so I've gone with Fernandinho. Who's better, Fernandinho or Matic? I think Matic. Uh, look at what Man United have turned, essentially turned the. Because last year I was writing Mourinho off, do you remember? And I just, I just like, he's, he's lost it, he's, he's gone, he's, he's, done, he's yeah. done and dusted, he's, you know, it's all over and done with. But he brought Matic in, he knew exactly what it wasn't an exciting signing, but it was the right signing for the. For United, and I think he's just turned them into something else this year that, that we weren't last year. Look That's at that it. record we've just broken at home, 40 games straight. That's incredible, yeah. It's utterly ridiculous, yeah. Mm. So, and a lot of that's going to be down to Matic. We've conceded one goal, I think, in mm. that time at home. So, from a defensive point of view, you say Matic, Pogba's in there, all fighting, and then... <laughs> Uh, the formation's yeah. crazy, to be honest. I know, I know. <laughs> but you've got to, when you've got to fit in all these players. De Bruyne, got to, De Bruyne has to be in there. Big fan of Aguero. Uh, Aguero put him in and De Bruyne in the exact same sort of bracket as company. Like, why wasn't we in for them? Would have loved to have seen them play yeah. in red. Unfortunately, they're going to end up as legends at City. You probably not really got much arguments if you're just basing them. I don't think they play together well. Jesus, no, no, Aguero and Lukaku up front. I mean, on current form, I think you probably got to find a place where Marshall looks utterly magic. Like, the things oh, he's, of, he's of Sterling the way he's been piss. playing yeah. head of Sane in the way yeah. he's been playing exactly oh. <laughs> don't read the papers don't read the papers because the papers will tell you Sane's doing this just listen to a doing this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just listen to neutral house and in the neutral corner over here tell you that Manchester United players are better than the City players uh, what I have got in my, in my team there is that the spine of that team and that wasn't on purpose is a Man United spine and I think Maybe in this game what you're kind of seeing I mean, what is a bizarre team? I'm just, yeah, fair enough. What when it comes to this game, the sort of strength of Man United, and the, yeah, the quality throughout, I guess, of you've got of Man City, but maybe not that same kind of steel. Those are the two things that are coming to, together. This team's weekend. built in their image of the manager. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, what do you think is the most important aspect of this game? Stopping City or concentrating on on Man United? <laughs> Does Without Paul Pogba, Pogba yeah. I have no idea how United win this game. And I'm sure Jose's been up all night with his... I hope he's been up all night with his assistants trying to figure out a way because it's it's not good to be over-reliant. Spurs fans, you know that, on one player. Oh, don't. <laughs> but we are. The truth is we are over-reliant on Paul Pogba. We've got a solid defence. We've got the best goalkeeper in the world. Moving it through the midfield to get it at the feet of those forwards so they can go and do their job is Paul Pogba. Matic does that excellent screening job. He's pretty basic in what he does when he's got the ball at his feet. Paul Pogba's the magic. Yesterday we saw him pick the ball up um, and and throw it over the top for one of the goals. And he was in the position, in that sort of left-sided number eight sort of position, if you had a midfield three, where he picked the ball up, where he's deadly. 
And I don't like us playing a 4 2 3 one I think the number 10 gets in the way of him a little bit. I like him having that sort of space on that sort of left-hand side, number 8 to drift into. And when he picks the ball up there and moves it into the forwards, the forwards can stay forward. Yeah. The wingers can stay wide because he can hit them. They're not always coming in and looking for it. And I think when he's not been playing, Mkhitaryan's gone, oh, I need to do the creative side of stuff and he's come all the way back. He's not effective this far back. Mm-hmm. And then because he's not getting the ball even further forward, Lukaku's gone, oh, I've got a graft, I've got to, I've got to start picking the ball up. You know, with six defenders in front of me, that's not his game. His game's on the last shoulder, his game's beating the line, his game's, you know, that sort of stuff. And I think because we've not had the ability on the ball to just move it into that third with real quality that Paul Pogba offers, everybody else has come back which has totally nullified us. Yeah. We create half as many chances when he's out of the team than when he's in the team, which means that we're going to have to somehow create chances against City. We're going to get chances if we go for him. If we treat it like we treated Watford, which I was impressed with, Arsenal, which I was impressed with, you're almost treated like an away game at Old Trafford, which I don't like to do. But let's let's be real for a second here. This is an unbelievably good City team. Mm. And Pep Guardiola doesn't change his, his like, outlook. He's going to attack. So you need to attack their counter-attack. And you, you've got to... Use our strengths, so that would probably be Marshall. Mm-hmm. In my head, it'd be Rashford for his pace. Mourinho's probably not going to think the same way. I reckon we're probably going to go 3 5 2. Wouldn't be surprised to see Fellaini in midfield. We need a midfield free, first and foremost. I'd be happy to see Carrick in there as someone who can pick a pass. So, who's the three? It's probably going to be a, a midfield two, and it's probably going to be Herrera and Matic, which really hasn't worked at all this season. But I'd personally love to see Carrick, Matic, and, and Fellaini. Three big lads that can maybe try and bully that city team a little bit. Three lads who are going to deep there, though, aren't you? But them lads can, two of them lads can hit a pass, you know, and Fellaini can go and cause a bit of havoc in what is, admittedly, a pretty weak city defence. You've seen the likes of Huddersfield and that causing them problems, especially at set pieces. We've just got to put a team of absolute giants on there, and we've got to be smart and we've got to try and attack them at the right sort of time. We can win this game. I don't think we're going to go. I think Man City have been absolutely more or less unstoppable apart from that one game. And uh, well, the last three games, they've been yeah, yeah, they, they've been shaking, uh, um, but they've they, they found a way. And, and you know, there's an old cliche: you got to win the games, you know, play well in. But you know, by by stopping Man City is the kind of narrative of this season. How do we do it? And Mourinho has proven over and over again that you cannot underestimate him when he's when all odds are stacked against yeah. him. He finds a way. And he would and, destroy a game. Yeah, and <laughs> well, this is what I think. This is what I think uh, is going to gonna happen. It's he, probably going to be an awful spectacle. He'll have to destroy. And, and 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 I like that. And I like the fact that after this game, I'm, I suspect that Pep's going to go out and like, arms up in the air about anti-football again. Like he like the, the football owes him a right to allow him to play the football he wants to play. I hope so because that means we probably <laughs> won't. Well, you won't. Or, or, or got a draw out of it. I think we're going to see Mourinho destroy the game in, in any kind of free-flowing sense. And good. I hope so. Again, I've got no interest in sitting down as a new. He does this often, doesn't he? Where he, a team sort of runs away, and Mourinho shows people the way, and then you'll see them stutter them because everyone else has just copied what he's done for a couple of weeks. Then City figure out, or no, that manager will figure out what's happening, and you you often see that mm. United or whoever, and I know what you're saying, everyone sort of needs to unite and pull City down a little bit. City are gonna have a wobble at some point this season. I hope it starts this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's just how long does it last, yeah. and are we able to capitalise? If that lasts, I mean, if you look at it, it's a record record between the two managers. Guardiola's had much the better of it, um, yeah. so so he, he has been a bit of a kind of uh, fawn in, in Mourinho's side. Uh, so it's going to be a fascinating game. I can't wait to watch it. And this has come from someone who doesn't watch a huge amount of football outside well, of Tottenham. You know? Well, the Sunday games are absolutely incredible. The final thing I wanted to talk about with, with Man United, someone who I was so impressed with last week, 
is Lingard, who you're not putting in your team from what we've just discussed, if you could. But he's, in terms of what I saw against Arsenal, it felt a bit like the, the Jose Mourinho-Real Madrid side in terms of the transitions that they had in terms of the counter-attacking, how quickly they were able to counter-attack. That third goal is a great example of that. And Lingard was, Pogba is a huge part of that, of course. But Lingard was, you know, crucial in that. And his assist for uh, Rashford yesterday was so much harder than people give credit for. Mm. It was a, a beautiful pass. Jesse's problem is, is he's not Marshall and he's not got that ridiculous end product where you just sort of go, how's he That's doing that, that sometimes? Quite a lot of what he does is it's quite ordinary. He, he, he does, yeah. He loves a Wembley trip. Yeah. Like he, he does have certain really good qualities in him, but he's not the most consistent high performer. But he is the kind of guy that you definitely want in a squad. He's almost like a G-Sun Park sort of player where there's a right time and a right place that you play him and he... You know, the likes of Lingard and Rashford are the soul of the club. You know they stood on the Stratford end. You know his dad, you see his dad at the match. And you know that he stood there as well. And you know that having a fan on the pitch means a lot, especially in the... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. These games, yeah. Rashford, one where he scored at 1-0 at the Etihad, um, and it kicked off and you've got 18-year-old Marcus Rashford and like five stone wet through Jesse Lingard at the first two steaming in there when it goes off because it means something to them. Yeah. And I think local Reds often give Lingard a little bit of an easier ride because of that. And maybe that's right, maybe that's wrong, maybe you should treat everyone the same. No. I think because he's local, because you know that he's stood there, because you know that he feels it and he means it, he gets given an easier ride. But he, he's not going to win a Ballon d'Or. He's probably not going to be in most people's starting eleven week in, week out. But if you look at the job that he did, even at Chelsea at home last year, when everyone was expecting Chelsea to wipe the floor with us, him and Marcus Rashford, because of the work rate and energy that they've got off the ball, and I think that's what doesn't get seen a lot by... Mm. People who are watching on telly, yeah, yeah. they're not seeing that work rate off the ball, that movement. And Jesse Lingard is all about work rate and movement. That's why I think the G-Sun Park sort of comparison really works with him. Squad player, soul of the club. Can I, can I ask a question? No. How, how am I feeling? How, how, how are you feeling like, going into this game? What, emotionally? Like, forget uh, all the tactics and all that, that stuff. Like, couldn't what? really take much pleasure in... I mean, it's took a lot of pleasure on Twitter, like, but I couldn't really take much pleasure after beating Arsenal. 
uh, because I knew without Paul Pogba would was so ordinary, and I I don't know why was so ordinary. Or is Paul Pogba that good that when we don't have him, we just look garbage? Yeah, yeah. but but how are you feeling inside? I don't have feelings, mate. You're not going to say that you're worried, are you? Yeah. I am worried. Yeah, because I am worried. Yeah, yeah. Because this this city team's it's just got that unstoppable air about it. That like they're being they're wobbling. Like I put twenty five quid on from a draw in play in the ninety first minute the other day, and p- pissing one, didn't they? And I was like, <laughs> that's just that sums this city team up, doesn't it? Like yeah, yeah, you, yeah. even when you're expecting them to just capitulate, they're not doing so. What I'd imagine for for you in particular, I'm guessing, is that feeling. Being the underdog must feel really alien to you as well. Not nice. Yeah. I guess City fans have had this for their entire lives, haven't they, when they come and play United? But when they were shit, like when we were shit and Liverpool were on top, we would always somehow find a way Mm. and make it even. Like even when there was dog shit, we would somehow just make it competitive Mm. or they would make it competitive. And you've got the likes of Sean Goto when we're like European champions and Sean Goto was coming in and scoring goals and winning against you and you're like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, after losing four Premier League matches in a row against Man City, Man United have only lost one of their last five derbies against them. So it's and the last home game that you lost was to Man City as well. So it is going to be. So and that was a lot of bollocks and all. That was the one where uh, I think Rooney got butts. Well, it should have been. It should have been. Should have been a penalty with Bravo two footing Rooney. You had Lingard and Ibrahimovic just. Either of them couldn't decide if one of them slots in the easiest chance they've ever had in their life. It's two all at half time, I think, or one all at half time. Totally different story, but yeah. yeah. Uh, we're still going to be talking about the Merseyside derby, so stick around for that. And Soldiers Lost in Battle is back after it was neglected by you, Flav, last week. Uh, yes. If you have a look at the comments, people are saying, get James back to revive it. Yeah. Well, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. And we've got one, and it's a long story, but it's a beautiful one, but also poignant and sad, so stick around for that. But first of all, I've got a new bit, Flav. You know I love a bit. Yeah, you do. And this one is about reminiscing about the good times in football. Okay, oh, Those good times, yeah. Well, yeah, you could say, you could say, Flav. Go on. Those were the days. <laughs> yeah? 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 So, what I want people to do is write down in one sentence <coughs> moments that you miss in football, okay? Mm. So, for example, here's one that I've, I've got here. Go on. So, one from Jed in the office. When Draper Tools used to be sponsors of football clubs. Was it? <laughs> what, outside of Southampton? Yeah, I don't really remember. They sponsors. had a couple of teams, I think. Really? I think was they, it in Oldham as well? I feel like Oldham might, might have been, been Oldham. Draper Tools. Or was it Leeds? Let's know. Let's know. Uh, another one. When all... This was your one, I think, a junior as well. When all boots were black. Yeah. I remember John Barnes wearing white ones. I think it was the 96 FA Cup final. Yeah. And it just blew my mind. Yeah. Well, look, you've got to be good. You've got to be... John Barnes was a brilliant, absolutely brilliant wide player. And you kind of... You've got to be skillful and good to wear flash boots. He was the first, yeah. He and was the first. In my opinion. But, like, there's people that turn up for a five-a-side in, in luminous yellow boots who are average. <laughs> and they, yeah, yeah. They and, and that's not good enough. Yeah. Should not be allowed. Yeah. There was a guy I said I was in the Adidas shop yesterday. There was a guy trying on the gold Predators. Wow. And in my head, I went, "You better be good." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I nearly said it to him. Just yeah. Yeah. Just a random, random guy. Don't do it, mate. <laughs> I, I, I would think that if Paul Pogba ran out onto the pitch with gold Predators, going, "You're taking liberties." Like, you're a good footballer, right? You're up there in the Premier League, but you're not Diego Maradona. Get those boots off. Absolutely. And one of my favourite things about Eric Dyer, like, yeah, limited in, in certain aspects of his play, but he wear 
for, for his first couple of seasons, I suppose, he was like blackout uh, Adidas. I was like, you are the balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do yeah, like yeah. a good blackout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My son's just getting into blackout boots. Is he? Well. I think yeah. I've just hammered it into his yeah. like that. He's just single tear. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I quite like these, Dad. We <laughs> 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 just didn't even say we were just going, just come in. New prints are all black, aren't yeah. they? I like it. Uh, I like yeah, it. Apart from the gold ones. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> footballers <laughs> with just gentle bellies. <laughs> 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 Paul Merson David yeah. May Mickey uh, Quinn Mickey Quinn Ian Marshall just, well, Mickey just, Quinn was probably gentle, more than his gentle belly just, really just, just poking slightly just, out the just, just a slight Steve little Bruce. shade yeah. of a second chin yeah yeah just don't Love see any Paul Merson used to have it as yeah. well proper just, football just lovely, lovely even Latiss had one of them ones you know like skinny blokes that drink a lot and then they end up with a proper <laughs> little pot belly Latiss in his rich had this little lovely little pot belly he pro- yeah he did have a yeah. lovely gentle belly yeah he did gentle um, <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> uh, what else we got oh Frank Sinclair scoring own goals <laughs> that's, that's a neat no one's going to know what that means they will then they used to do it all the time no, I yeah it. but you're they're not 30 years okay. old the gonna, right this is my last one I'll open it up to the floor if you've got any but last one is Ron Atkinson his first game for Nottingham Forest going to the wrong dugout. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the one-time play, though. You can't. Yeah, it's yeah. not like that's it's not reminisce about that happening every week. Can you? It's my bit. Right? <laughs> it's my bit, and I can like, say whatever I want. I've it can be. I want it as <laughs> trivial, as simple, as tiny as possible. Pain on the gate. That I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being able to just pay in coins on the gate to get in. One pound eighty in the stretch for them. Right, my, my, so my, the one time my dad in, in in kind of recent years that he hadn't been able to get in at, at the time, sorry, he hadn't been able to get into White Hart Lane was against Man United, um, and he was livid that he wasn't allowed to pay on the gate and get through. <laughs> he just didn't. <laughs> and I remember, I remember we went home and we drove it away to White Hart Lane, come back and had to sit in the front room, listen to it on the radio, and we got beat two one. Listening to games on the radio. Yeah. That I. I can't you probably never had to do that, but. That was the last time I did that. I don't. I, I can't. Ninety six when Beckham scored that goal against Wimbledon. My dad had to work and I had to sit in the car listening to it. Well, just with the yeah. See <laughs> that? Someone trying to describe that goal yeah. visually, and you're like, I guess he scored from the halfway line. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I remember actually. Uh, but, okay, yeah, that's about. It's all just, I've got like, just dead air for about six seconds. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Be like. He scored. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I remember someone described who'd seen Klingsman's uh, second goal for Tottenham. It was like the sort of overhead kick, but wasn't a scissor kick. It wasn't like the best kind of overhead kick. It was one you've done Sinclair. with one foot. Yeah, it's not Sinclair. And someone described it as the best goal he'd have ever seen. But because it was we got caught up in the Klingsman hype at the time, right. Klingsman's just scored the best goal I've ever seen. <laughs> and in my head, I'm trying to imagine what this fucking incredible goal might have been like. And then see it in it about three three weeks later on some sort of match of the day clip and but, going, well, all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That would have been a dream for the last three weeks. And that's, the, that's it. Less football on the internet. That's less, what football. less football. That's what we needed. Less Arsenal football. being competitive. Oh, oh come on now. Yeah. Didn't they finish above you last year? Mm. <laughs> Doesn't mean that they're not competitive. Okay. <laughs> right. Merseyside um, <laughs> Derby. Everton are winless in 17 successive Premier League visits to Anfield. Drawn eight. It's not bad, is it? Lost nine since a 1-0 win in September 99. Thanks to who? 
Kevin Campbell. Oh, Ooh. I was literally just about to say, <laughs> I was chatting to Kevin Campbell yesterday. No, no you yeah. I'll show you the message. What? Uh, yeah, it was my birthday yesterday, so he <laughs> so sent happy. me a happy birthday. Kevin, Kevin Campbell. Campbell sent you happy when birthday. When did you meet Kevin Campbell? I know Kevin Campbell. Played, I play snooker with him. What? What, what life? <laughs> yeah, what, what is it? So, anyway, I was talking to him. I'm a presenter on YouTube as well. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't have ex-football friends. The last time I spoke to him was September, and Ever- it was just before United played him, and Everton was flying, wasn't there? Kinda. And they looked good. Yeah. And I remember saying, like, if you can find a goal scorer, this is a hell of a team you've got here. Mm. And then after he messaged us, I messaged back saying, Look, I just looked at the conversation last time we spoke. I was like, it's gone a bit wrong with this. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he said, uh, you know, we've got Big Salmon. Some other stuff right. that's probably not well, this is it, guys. printable. But uh, I said, Do you know what you need? I said, You need a 1999 vintage Kevin Campbell. Yeah. That's what they need because he kept them up, didn't he? That year. Yeah. And, uh, I think yeah, the guy's an absolute cool. legend yeah. at Everton for that. But I think that's what they need. They need a, just a big unit goal scorer that's going to keep them. Steve Sedgley takes me against. All right, if we're doing this. I'm mates with Mickey Hazard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally no one will know what that yeah. means, but to me yeah. it means a lot. No, that's fine. He's Amazing a lovely, that. lovely man. Uh, Liverpool, who are you mates with? He's a random footballer. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool have scored four 90th minute winning goals against Everton in the Premier League. No side has done that more uh, against a specific opponent. And But should Everton win this one? I'm not going to. Sam Allardyce. <laughs> And it is the Sam Allardyce factor, which I'm sure Flavio will be able to elaborate on in his second as his agent, Isn't would have defeated Liverpool in the Premier League as a manager of four different clubs. Wow. So he's done it with Palace, done it with West Ham, he's done it with Bolton. Look, he's the man. He'll out-tactic <laughs> he, he is the man. Like if, you, if there is a manager out there who can beat Liverpool at Anfield, it's Sam Allardyce. <laughs> so there's I a can't. mad Venn diagram to be done with... Like Hodgson, yeah. Allardyce, Pulis, Pardew, yeah. isn't there? Come on, can well. anyone do that? And just, uh, uh, I want to know what Allardyce looks like. is at the top of the shit manager tree. Where's Money England? Which makes yeah, which actually makes him quite good. Tick. You know, <laughs> it's he's on the um, here, isn't it? Uh, and if his name wasn't Sam Allardyce and was something like. You can just Pose put an X. accent on Allardyce and it'd be Allardyce. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If it was Samuel Allardyce, insane. It would be it, it, people think a bit different because he's gruff, kind of no-necked, kind of tiny shoulder. He's got weird. He's got a massive head and tiny little shoulders. Yeah, That's, people are being yeah. which which leads to people thinking he's got a smaller brain. Yeah, no, yeah, he's got a huge skull. Uh, in that same vein of uh, managers who've got too many Premier League jobs, who's the only manager to have uh, done that? To do what? 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 To got drink a, a pint of wine beating Liverpool with four different teams um, well you've got to think someone who's had a million different jobs haven't you Hodgson no no <laughs> neither of those uh, Harry Redknapp Harry Redknapp of course of course, of course. Yeah. Um, also uh, interesting Wayne Rooney uh, going back that'll be good as well because he's got quite a good record isn't he against Liverpool um, he's he got a few goals yeah. I think yeah um, we'll talk about Brighton Huddersfield just for a second because one I don't think you probably know too much about it secondly uh, we haven't got that much time we've been chatting away for quite a while but what I quite like about this is one it's first top flight encounter between those two teams which should be reflective we can't just talk about the big teams the second thing Lewis Dunk has got an interesting spat there Lewis Dunk he scored his third own goal of the season uh, last week and uh, the most in a season is four from Skirtle Wow. In the season where they nearly won the league, 2013-14. Uh, What's a killer for Lewis Dunk is that his own goal to game ratio is incredible in comparison to anyone else. So the best out there 
is Richard Rufus. <laughs> Richard, yeah, yeah, Richard yeah, yeah. Charlton. Yeah. 99 games played in the Premier League, five own goals. That's a games per own goal of 19.8. So every 19 goals That's, in the games, he scores an own yeah. goal. The, Richard Dunn's got the most <laughs> ever. He's got 10 in the Premier League. Is era. it that they're, they're aggressively attacking everything? and uh, Or is it that... But don't have the technique to back it up, possibly. Yeah, it just bounces off their 50p head and goes in or something. Yeah. Uh, Michael Dewberry, friend of the... Uh, of Full Street, yeah. he's there uh, next in there in, in line with 32 games uh, per own goal. Self became 50p head as well, he, that's what he calls that's himself. It. So maybe there is a. Right, maybe there's a. How many did Carragher end up with? Because he scored two in one game against So Carragher's not on and this he's, table. And against Spurs, a while lane, did that as well. That's what Two? I, yeah, two in a game. He's left a brace, doesn't he? Yeah. I think in the Premier League, I think he's maybe got less. But so this is what Lewis Dunk has got to be um, wary of. And I wonder if you can put a bet on Lewis Dunk to score an own goal. Because his games per own goal ratio is five games. <laughs> In the Premier League. And three on goals. <laughs> yeah, so every five games, he he'll score an own goal. Yeah. Instead of the 19 that the current leader, Richard Rufus, who's Do another... Do you needs a separate team top? Mate. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. That Leave way. That yeah. way. It's like you've got all of this space to aim for. You probably that little just, bit of space there. You probably just laugh. That if he does actually get another own goal this season, you just be like, oh, what man. can I do? Yeah. So, it's a, um, I feel sorry for Lewis Dunk, but I mean, he's actually one of their best players as well. I don't feel sorry for him. Uh, so, that'll be an interesting one. Uh, and I think, in, in terms of the Fan League app, that's one where you hedge your bets, don't you? Because I have yeah, no can idea. Can I just backtrack slightly, just in case we don't get back to it? The Man United versus um, City. If you were betting on, on Fan League, would you hedge that game? Would you would you go for a home and an away win? Or because what I've gone for is a uh, I've gone for a draw, right? And I've gone for a Man City win. Yeah, I've done the exact same thing. I've hedged it as well. I've gone for a draw, and normally, if I'm going to hedge it, can you I hedge will... it all three. Like, you yeah, can. You yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit more, but. Normally, I'll um, I'll go f- if I'm going to hedge it. I'll go for whatever I feel, and then a home win. If I'm not backing the the home team initially, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for this one, Man City is so strong that I just yeah. can't see Man City. And how about look, and obviously you're going to go for a Man United, and probably <laughs> would you hedge a draw as well? Yeah, I'm feeling a draw to be honest. I'm I don't know if I'm hoping or feeling actually. And Liverpool, and Everton. Liverpool oh, it's got to be a banker for me. Some other guys, they've got a very, very strong team. Like When you look at the names in there, it's experienced. It's just can't find anyone that can score a goal from that. Sandro, in all due respect, is absolutely shite. So if they had a goal scorer, they'd be a dangerous team. So I actually think that a draw... A double draw could be on the cards. Uh, mm. Apart from, from Alexandre of uh, Juventus, Sandro is a, it's a great um, example of the opposite of Allardyce. It's quite a sexy name, but they generally are awful. Oh, you're talking about Sandro of QPR? Yes. At yeah, Tottenham, he was an absolute beast. It was just his knee. Oh, he was a bad knee. Well, why did he come to QPR, then? Um, because of his knee. You're the only silly people that would take him. Yeah, fair enough. He's throwing money away. Right, it's Soldiers Lost in Battle Time. Woo! Huge apologies last week. Flav not giving it the, uh, the large... I just couldn't do it. It's your thing. Right. But explain to Mr. Housen and the people, if it's the first time they're watching, what Soldiers Lost in Battle is. Stephen, I'm sure in your life you've uh, you've had these situations where you've wanted to go to the football, but outside influences, wives, girlfriends, or, or husbands, kids, cats, lovers, lovers, friends, friends <laughs> have got in the way from you enjoying some lovely football on a Saturday afternoon. Um, Soldiers lost in battle is is our homage to those men and women have not benefited from a great day at the football yeah, that's better yeah there you go I can't do that and read it out can I yeah true that's it's a rare one on. that I've missed a game have you got any have you ever had some bad personal games? ones not really no I mean I've got some you, you wouldn't allow anything to get in the way of a good game I've got some unbelievable ones of getting to a game like really um, just yeah. making it first the first leg of that 
European Cup semi-final in 2008. I watched it in Iraq. I was, I was on tour in the army. Wow. And I had a little bet with my sergeant. Like, if we're did still you in point the skin, at me? Did, do you think I've been in the army? You might walk past one yeah. day. Like, I had a little bet with my sergeant and said, uh, like, if we're still in this game, Barcelona won it flying. I was like, we're still in this game. I could make it home for the second leg. And he was like, let's see how the game goes first. So we're still in the game. And I went, get out of here or what? And he said no. And I think this, I think the first leg was on a Wednesday, the following leg was on a Tuesday, something along those lines. And it gets. When you say get out of here, you mean get out of the country? Yeah, just Or leave. do you mean get out of the pub? Or no, what? just I was in Iraq, so... There was no pub. No. <laughs> so I was like, can <laughs> I go home? Yeah. yeah. So we get to Saturday and he goes, Iraq. look, he goes, I can't, I can't, put you on a flight because obviously there's all these different manifests and this that and over you, you have to just like fucking leave essentially right. so what? on the Saturday with permission yeah yeah, yeah with permission right. so I've done all my handing over and right. essentially you spend like a week just scratching your nuts like doing absolutely nothing while the, the next squadron's coming out there and I was like on a Saturday he goes right you can get out of here if you want I was like sweet so I've got all my shit a weapon wrapped up in a sandbag. I'm just knocking on helicopter doors. And there you just go, is that yeah. you? <laughs> just trying to hitch a lift out of the base. Yeah. <laughs> so I flew from Basra to Baghdad, from Baghdad to Kuwait, Kuwait to Qatar, Qatar to Turkey, Turkey to Cyprus, Cyprus to Germany. And then I managed to get a flight to Bryce Norton, which is the RAF base in Bryce Norton, phone my dad up on the day of the game. I landed there at dinner time. It's like, Dad, I'm in England. Uh, and he's like, what? Because <laughs> I haven't managed to speak to anyone in all that time. I've been awake, I'm wearing my deserts, I've got my body armor, I've got a weapon. And uh, he's like, uh, yeah, all right. So my dad did blue work. Yeah. Brought me a change of clothes and uh, steams down the motorway, picks me up at Bryce Norton. We go straight to the match. We get there at half seven. We've got a couple of Budweiser. I've still got sand in my ears. Oh, yeah. And watch Paul Scholes getting buried that goal yeah. from the edge of the box. We're going to Moscow. Like, not what even, a I haven't story seen my wife. I haven't seen my son. <laughs> Still gets brought up in arguments. <laughs> yeah. That is the total opposite of what I'm about to do. That's Mate. him finding a way and getting that, to the problem. Yeah, I mean, that's a soldier who was in battle, who <laughs> yeah. got out. Yeah. Despite, yeah, despite being uh, in Iraq. Not everyone's as lucky as you, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've got some cracking old results. Really, that's superb. As a, yeah. This is gonna. This may come across trivial now. <laughs> Crack on. Let's see. Here we go. So, no, caring is sharing. Here we go. It's soldiers lost in battle and one epic story and, and, a, and a sad one of that. Here we go. I've been travelling through Europe and I was living and helping a family in Austria for a couple of weeks in exchange for a place to stay and eat before continuing with my journey. I do little jobs when and if they need doing, and I was given the task of removing old plants in the garden. Funnily enough, whilst listening to this very podcast, Jamel 1-5. No matter where I am or what situation I'm in, I always watch Liverpool play. Liverpool were playing Huddersfield soon and the family knew, or at least it was very clear, that this was important to me. So I worked quickly and efficiently to try and get the job done. I didn't quite finish the job. But I thought I could finish it quickly the next day, so satisfied with the job well done, I sat down in the house and watched the Red Men. Ten minutes into the game, the father came up to me and asked me to finish the job. I explained Liverpool were playing, and he instantly told me to pack my backpack and get out. That's it. No discussion, no warning, everything had been fantastic up until that point, and this shocked me to the very core. I tried to talk to him, but he refused to talk to me at all. Shocked. Anxious, confused, embarrassed. <laughs> I did what any football fan would do. 
carried on watching the game. <laughs> but I couldn't focus on it. The ball on the pitch blurred out of focus as my mind drifted to what the fuck had just happened. No matter how hard I tried to concentrate and enjoy the game, I couldn't. It had been ruined, and to rub salt in the wound, Liverpool had a poor first half and it stayed nil-nil. I thought to myself, if it stays at nil-nil or we lose, I'm going to fucking flip out worse than an Arsenal fan, blood. <laughs> Second half came, and although an improvement in performance, it stayed nil-nil. I was told to go upstairs and pack my bag and had an altercation with the father. He didn't like football. Shock, right? <laughs> and couldn't or wouldn't understand my passion and reasons for it. Things got really nasty. So I turned off the laptop to pack and I left. Later that evening, I checked the scores and of course, Sturridge scored seven minutes after I'd left and Liverpool later won 3-0. I don't have a negative feeling for the guy. I don't have have negative feelings for the guy because he told me to leave. I do, however, feel like making his life miserable for making me miss the second half. Fucking prick. I mean, that was a fantastic story. Well done, Jim, right? Well done, Swift Swift Tate. Why has he been kicked out of his house for not doing a job? I sense that he's a bit of a problem in the household, and this is the straw that broke broke the camel's back. What's the truth? Yeah, tell us the truth in detail. Why did your dad kick you out for this? No, 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 no. He kicked out to leave. He missed dad. the key part. He missed the key part. Yeah. He's in Austria he's backpacking. He's, well done, Stephen. You concentrated. I missed that. He was, bit. He was in Austria. Comprehension, mate. Right. And it was the father <clears throat> of the place where he was doing odd jobs. But I think you're right. I think what really happened <laughs> is you got caught sniffing the knickers. <laughs> and when he came down, he, you see you watching a match, he thinks you bang him on out while you got the laptop out. And he's like, you, you dirty little pervert, out of my house. <laughs> Rapid. That's Building the world's first football, football community. community. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, I missed that. I was got so caught up into it all. I had visuals of his dad, and I was thinking, "What's going on?" Oh, in the yeah, family yeah, yeah. Home. That, I mean, that's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. One of the best with a red. Uh, yeah, great story there, with Swift Te. Yeah. One, don't know why I have to see, have to say it like that. Great writing. Uh, I was proud to bring it to life. Well done for sharing with us. We need more soldiers lost in battle. Mm. It is my favourite bit. And I like reading them out. Follow so up though, I want to know what you've stolen while you've been backpacking yeah, because truth, I'm pretty sure you have to steal to backpack. Tell us the truth. So that was Soldiers Lost in Battle. Well done. Um, right, that is, the, that is the end of this podcast. It's a bloody good podcast, I It's been very enjoyable. Thank you very much, I've enjoyed Stephen. it. Um, where can they find you, mate? Not um, literally, like on, on the internet. <laughs> just like I'm on the tube and then like... <laughs> well, uh, just Stephen Alson on YouTube um, for some really, really biased United stuff and the occasional... And do you know what? What I've done... I've had, like, three trips over the last couple of months and I've gone and done... I've checked out football, went to Bilbao with Bilbao's Dave. Amazing, that was, that, that yeah. was quality. Um, went to Marseille um, and, you know, hung out with Paddy Evra for a little bit. That was awesome. I didn't influence him kicking in people's heads. I don't endorse that. <laughs> Often. And, uh, and then, you know, I, I went to Bahrain and I, I like doing, like, football travel stuff. Like, if you've been at a game, I don't want to go to that game. I don't want to go to the big games. I want to go to the weird weird games like that no one would even think about going yeah. to so my plan for like next year onwards because let's face it it's December and I've got a cold and I can't be asked doing anything this month yeah, but enough. my plan for next year is just to keep going to the weirdest games I can find that's a cracking shot and, okay. uh, and seeing what it's all about because you know you, you learn something or I've learned something in every in every single place that I've gone to I've, I've learned something about the local game because you know, too many people just consuming football on TV and we said this earlier didn't we we were yeah. talking about where's that younger generation going to go and watch football there's a whole world of football out there it doesn't revolve around the Premier League doesn't revolve and I know people see United as a massive problem with that and me being a United fan as a massive problem of this you know commercialised TV sort of game I love going experiencing all sorts of, like the other week I was at the Hyde 
then he's setting fire to the plastic pitch for the FA Cup game. So I, I love going watching live football wherever and wherever I come from. So wait, wait, these are documentaries you're putting together, are they? Sort of, yeah. I'm sort of dipping my toe in that kind of thing. Like the Bill Bar one was a bit of an attempt. It was only like seven minutes long or That's something good, like that. Though, so it's not a long yeah. one. But yeah, and this is on a, your YouTube channel, Steve. Yeah. So as, as I get more. <clears throat> Experience and more practice at doing it. A lot of it I'm filming on my own. Mm. So as I get better at that, I mean, there's, there's tons of ones that I'm checking out. Like I'm, I'm going to go to Kerala Blasters in India. Eighty thousand people. Wow. Can you imagine what that's like in there? It's in gonna India, be, it's going to yeah. be off the charts, isn't it? So yeah. it's one of the most watched clubs in the world. And you'll be hitchhiking back, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. <I doubt> <laughs> there's a couple of ex United players there, like Rennie Mullerstein is coaching. Yeah, yeah. Berbatov's oh, right. there. Wes Brown's there. So. Uh, I'm going about that as well. He's at a different team, but, but yeah, he's out there. Yeah, so I mean, like we, we like said earlier, we kid ourselves, don't <laughs> just we? Just give. He might oh, be. Teddy. <laughs> probably every now and then, <laughs> is it? The thing is, he probably first yards in your head. Yeah. <laughs> he probably still could. He probably could still could. He was I saw him good. at 42. He was playing for Colchester. Yeah, right. Uh, Loves it. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was, he was walking. <laughs> <laughs> he did look exactly the same. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, we kid ourselves, don't we? Like, it's this world game. And it's not, but there there is a game there's out there. So much going on like, there. Yeah. yeah, there's not enough that people are showing of that Indian Super League, which is probably billions of people watching it, or the yeah. Chinese Super League, mm. or you know South Af- South American football. We hear about it, the occasional Copa de Libertadores and stuff like that. Like, mm. I like I like going out there to the dirty assholes of the world. I like, I like I like this is in one of my favourite things about football. And when you forget about all the, the, these you know millionaire stars and billionaire stars soon to be no doubt and all the money in the game it's the, it's the thing that fascinates me with this sport is is the cultures that surround it and the stories behind yeah. what goes on in the football pitch what's the match day culture like in China I have no idea that's what I want to go and experience yeah. and yeah. find out like, do I, and record I it I'd love to see that in Bahrain it's all about sunflower seeds which is the messiest food in the pissing world and it's just everywhere really just sunflower seeds all over the what, floor what they're throwing it or you no you eat them yeah. but just... you, you eat it to eat it it takes it's, it's a nightmare, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's the, and I, I love Poor to find out what the, the local culture everywhere yeah, is. Man, I, I do love that sort of stuff, okay. and that's what the game's all about for me. Yeah, well, check that out. Uh, check out the Fan League. We're going to be doing a video on the Fan League channel, uh, going through these big games and saying who we think are going to going to win them. So make sure you go check it out. We need you in our league. We really do. Being two hundred and fiftieth is not good enough. I'm supposed to know about football. I know. So we need your help. So join us in the not league. if you crap though. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, no, 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 anyone. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Anyone. And also, Pep, um, um, Pep versus Jose from uh, Close Friends to uh, what was it? Bitter Bit- Enemies. Bitter Enemies. Yeah. That is a, a documentary that's coming out on the Bull Street Channel this tomorrow. Friday. Not tomorrow. Yeah, Friday. it goes out Thursday, so tomorrow, Friday. Go and check that out. It is, it is cracking. It shows the whole story of it, and it's fascinating. Um, thanks, mate. Uh, we'll see you next time. Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and uh, we'll see you soon. When the Bayview is ever going to stop then? <coughs> Good man. That's so good. Oh, let's got. We've got other couple. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.